The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and for World Diabetes Awareness Month, we are doing something a little bit different. Every single day in November, we will be releasing a brand new episode with practical tips, practical insight, and practical advice you can implement with your own diabetes management. This is 30 days to change your life with type 1 diabetes. But remember, this is all from my own experience. If you have any issues or concerns regarding your own diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome. So today's topic is got to be building muscle with type 1 diabetes. Now, this is one that I am passionate about because I love going to the gym. I love building muscle. I love lifting weights. So it's important to me and it's it's a, a massive part of my life because I enjoy it so much. Now, with type 1 diabetes and building muscle specifically, you may hear one of two things. If you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, whatever, you may hear... It's absolutely impossible to build muscle with type 1 diabetes. And then you flip to another Instagram post and somebody else is saying, it's easier to build muscle with type 1 diabetes because you take insulin, right? Both are absolutely, absolutely wrong. It's not impossible and it's not easier by any means, right? It's it's harder actually. But what I want to do is I want to just briefly go through how to build muscle effectively with type 1 diabetes and why it's important. So building muscle is, and losing body fat, we're going to touch on that. But building muscle is something that's a relatively simple process, but it's difficult to implement consistently. And it's one of these topics and it's one of these processes that is massively, massively overly complicated in the sense that people make it more complicated than it needs to be. So I'm going to just keep it nice and brief, nice and simple, and tell you what you need to focus on. Firstly, I just want to touch on why you want to build muscle. Building muscle isn't so you can take your top off at the beach and be ripped to the bone, right? (laughs) Building muscle is important for everybody of all ages. When you build muscle, And when you focus on resistance training or lifting weights, for example, you will naturally manage blood sugars more efficiently. And you will almost inevitably require less insulin. 
when you require less insulin, it's quote unquote easier to manage your blood sugar when your insulin sensitivity is higher. Number three, you will build strength, stamina, and balance, which is really important if you are getting older, for example. It's important that you've effective balance. Number four, you will likely build more self-confidence, right? That's the reality of it is like when, when you look good, when you feel good, you're inevitably going to be more confident. You will feel better mentally. And generally, when you feel better mentally, particularly with type 1 diabetes, you're easier able to deal with the challenges that diabetes are thrown at you. When you're in a better or a happier, let's call it, mental state, your day seems easier. You look through a different lens throughout the day. That's just a fact. And lastly, you will strengthen your joints and bones. And again, resulting in reducing the likelihood of breaks and fractures, particularly important if you're getting older too. Now, as I said, building muscle is a relatively simple process, right? But it takes consistency and it takes patience. Two things that a lot of us can struggle with, right? Consistency and patience. They're really important. The same fundamental, and this is important to note, the same fundamentals apply for us with type 1 diabetes when it comes to building muscle as they do for somebody without diabetes. It's, it's the same process. It's just more complex because we need to keep bloods in a stable place. So the two main components to building muscle essentially are stimulus and rest slash recovery. So stimulus basically is the training that we do. So let's say we're going to the gym, we're lifting weights. The stimulus that is, is the resistance of lifting the weights. We're using our muscles to lift weights. We're breaking down muscle fibers when we're lifting weights in the gym. That's the purpose of it. And then rest and recovery essentially is the time required for our muscles to grow bigger and or stronger. So time required for our muscles to repair. So when it comes to the stimulus side of it, when you want to consistently build muscle, you may hear something called progressive overload. So you have to build muscle through a process called progressive overload. And this basically means you are incrementally making a workout or exercise more difficult so that your body adapts to the additional load. That's the purpose of progressive overload. So you making a workout more difficult, for example, could include increasing the weight that you used last week increasing the rep range that you did last week. If last week you did 10 reps, this week can you do 12, for example. Decreasing rest time or increasing the frequency of workouts. There are examples of how you can make a workout more difficult and how your body can adapt to a change so that essentially you become fitter, stronger, faster, whatever it might be. Okay, so to make consistent progress, your training it doesn't need to be exciting all the time. And people think, like, I, I need to constantly change workouts. I need to be doing backflips in the gym. I need to be, like, balancing all the on these weird balls and lifting weights in two different directions. Like, all this crazy stuff that you see online, right? For the most part, effective muscle building comes from repetitive workouts and repetitive exercises so that you can consistently make something more difficult. So this could look like, for example, I'll, I'll map it out for you, Graham. If I want to build muscle on my chest, for example, 
and I'm doing a chest press. How I can actively and consciously make the workout more difficult so that I build muscle. Let's say week one, I'm doing 20 kg chest press and I do eight to 10 reps. Let's say 10 reps. If over like a 12 week period, I just do 10 reps of 20 kg dumbbell press. Do you think I would build any muscle? No. Why? Because that's not progressive overload. Exactly. If I'm doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, there's no reason for my body adapt to it because nothing's changing. Nothing's more difficult. Whereas, and I will keep it super simple. If on week one, I do 20 kg chest press for 10 reps. Then week two, I do 10 reps of 22.5 kg. Week three, I do 10 reps of 25 kg. Week four, I do 27.5 and so on. Now, your strength's not going to go up that quickly, but we're just using it as the example. So because every week I'm actively making a workout more difficult, I'm actively adding more load, more weight. So my body has to adapt. I'm pushing past these hard reps. That's progressive overload. That's making it more difficult. There's a reason for my body to adapt to the load, i.e. build more muscle. So like I said, that stimulus is when we break down muscle fibers and then the rest and recovery is when we build the muscle back up bigger and or stronger. <clears throat> There's a voice crack for you, as always. So stimulus and rest and recovery are equally important because stimulus without recovery will not lead to muscle growth. That's just the reality of it. Ideally, you want to give yourself about 48-ish hours to recover a certain muscle group. So if I've trained my chest, let's say on a Monday, I don't really want to hit it hard again in the gym on a Tuesday because it's still recovering. It could be a Wednesday. It could be a Thursday, for example. Now, with rest and recovery, so you've gone to the gym, you've, you've trained hard, you're implementing progressive overload. Now you want to recover. You want to get bigger. You want to get stronger. You want to build the muscle that we're talking about. Rest and recovery can be broken down into four pillars, what I call them. Number one, calorie consumption, the amount of food you're actually consuming. You do need to consume calories to actually fuel your body to recover and rebuild the muscle. Number two, you want to prioritize your protein intake because protein essentially, well, protein is the building block of muscles. If you don't consume protein, you're not going to rebuild muscle. Generally, a good approach to take roughly is about 0 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of body weight if you actively are trying to build muscle. Number three is sleep. This is when we are resting most effectively. This is when if you've gone to the gym, you've, you've pumped the workout, you've broken down this muscle fiber, your nutrition has been great for the rest of the day. You've eaten your protein. When you go to sleep, that's when most of the recovery is done. That's when your body recharges the most. So prioritize sleep is what I'm trying to say. Ideally, if you can get about seven to nine hours sleep each night, fantastic. And then number four, surprise, 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 is your blood sugar management. It is going to be almost impossible to build muscle effectively and consistently if your blood sugar 
isn't in range for the most part. So if you want to build muscle consistently, you want to be strong consistently, you're training in the gym consistently, you have to prioritize your diabetes management because you will not build muscle. You will not recover as effectively as you should if your blood sugar is constantly high or not in the range that you want it, for example. So again, four pillars of rest and recovery to complement muscle building, overall calorie consumption, prioritizing protein intake, prioritizing sleep, and prioritizing blood sugar management.